Welcome to another fun and exciting episode of The Rogues in the House, a podcast dedicated to the love of all things sword and sorcery, delivered with 100% enthusiasm from self-proclaimed experts. So don your armor and pick up your lance. The Rogues are back in the house here at the end of 2022 for our year in review. Yeah. Yes, rem- <laughs> remember when mark? we said... <laughs> Remember when we said the last episode was going to be our last? Yeah, <laughs> we lied. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think we maybe said that that uh, it was probably the last one for the year. But Dean had the idea squeaking one in here. Uh, yeah, before the finish line. So hell yeah. Oh uh, well, all three of us are part of the educational system, and while you, Matt, are from a different country, I think it kind of follows the same system, where towards the end of the year, students are gone, mm-hmm. colleges and classes and schools are closed. So why not? get one in right yeah absolutely time will uh january rolls around time will be strict uh, yeah yeah i don't know january may be really strict for us because we've got a they're trying a new start system but that's beyond the scope of this podcast <laughs> so i don't yeah, even yeah. want to think about it until i get into it so so gents how was your holiday christmas um everything go well since we last talked actually this is yeah. The first time that Logan and we have talked since when? Uh, the November podcast? Probably. Probably. Yeah, look at him. He's looking even more Richard Dreyfus today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leveled up on the, the Dreyfus. Uh, how was it, Logan? How, how were your holidays? It was good. Um, I went to Arizona. So Chanel's in Dallas. She's actually coming back tomorrow. And I took one of the other do- – or we have two dogs that – kind of need to be split when they're at grandma's house because they act up um <laughs> so i took one one direction she took one the other but it was nice um i all my parents my grandparents um in phoenix actually was i would say probably about 87 percent technology free other than a television my father was watching fantastic uh, yeah fantastic this is the unless, first time well, unless, unless unless it was listening to podcasts in which case that's good use of technology right uh, yeah yeah uh so yeah this is actually my first time on a computer since i left work uh um, wow. god almost nice two years ago, so nice do, do you feel very cyberpunk right now you're, you're jacked <laughs> yeah. into the computer again you're like oh. living in a sloth jank world yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> awesome um yeah okay well uh dean your holidays were exciting you went to like a very christmasy land yeah yeah i went i tell you what if you're in germany during the christmas season and you cannot get into the christmas spirit you definitely are dead in the soul um because so it it was amazing what is it about christmas that germans love so much why is germany the christmas country I don't know if I want to say that it's a Christmas country, but boy, when they do their decorating and sure. their atmosphere and their, I, I don't know, they just embrace it so fully. And, you know, it's a beautiful country. Um, the towns, almost every town we went to decorated to like the nines and wow. it was just so cool. And when you get the snow, on top of these very picturesque little towns that are kind of nestled in the valleys between the hills and the mountains. And then you go into their city centers and all of the little buildings are lit up and there's trees with lights on. You can't help but feel like you're in some type of like 
Christmas card. It's the Tom Hanks movie yeah. starring Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, whether well, or not everybody likes Christmas over there, I couldn't say, but boy, sure. they certainly seem to like it. Anyone named Claus would love it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. One of my, uh, <laughs> one of my uh, good friends over there, his name is Klaus, but that's yeah, pretty Klaus. dang. Yeah. It's so, pretty Klaus. Yes, Claus. Klaus. Yes, it is. It's pretty hard. But I'm. I will always be that guy, and you know it by now. Yes, yes. But we had a great time. And so that was really our Christmas, other than uh, exchanging gifts with the kids. But our gift to my wife and I, uh, to each other, was our trip to Germany. And it was fantastic. Wicked. Um, Yeah, mine was good. Pretty pretty usual stuff. Just uh, hung out with the family. Imbibed a lot, uh, Mm -hmm. as as I do. Yeah. Was there Um, any particular gift that any of us got that was like you know kind of cool maybe a little sword and sorcery um for me the most sword and sorcery gift was probably a master verse beast man uh from masses of the universe mm-hmm. he's a giant hulking beast man with many accessories um That's rad yeah i mean he's he's definitely looking sword and sorcery giant ape man with a club i mean an armor <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. that's pretty on brand yeah, yeah. My son got my wife and I some really nice hand forged. Uh, it's hard to call them cutlery because they look more like, you know, camp knives, but they are intended for use in the kitchen. And while you might be out even in the woods, um, he got me an Ulu. Do you know what an Ulu is? I don't think I do know what an Ulu is. It sounds familiar, but you're yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as I describe it, you'll know what it is. It's a, uh, it's basically a bladed handle where you hold it with the entire grip, and it's got a curved oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. axe blade at the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's got an internal handle, and the axe blade is the bottom. This one is designed, and it's a traditional um, Alaskan or Eskimo type of uh, device. Well, actually, it's Maybe it's even Norwegian too, for that matter. I don't know, Scandinavian, but um, it's used for all kinds of things, cutting, slicing, chopping, just about anything. And then my wife got a really nice uh, kind of a, a, a chef's knife of sorts. Then it's all hand forged and it's got deer antler handle and stuff like that. So wow. that's, that's kind of mm. sword and sorcery. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's fancy sword and sorcery. That's the new genre of sword and sorcery coming out. Fancy sword and sorcery. Fancy. Not new edge, but fancy not sword. Edge. It's not it's not cozy. It's fancy sword and sorcery. There's bells, there's many colors. I, I think Logan likes fancy sword and sorcery better. Oh, oh my god. He might oh my god. He might, he might like it, yeah. Um so why are we here? We're talking about uh essentially what was hot in 2022 mm-hmm. and what we think might be hot in 2023. And actually uh, also things that we thought could be hot in 2022, but weren't, I've got a few yeah. of those. Yeah. Got a few of those. Yep. So where do so, we want to start? I don't think we're going to do a bizarre. So uh, yeah, this is yeah. basically all of this bizarre. Is, so this is a, this is a, this is a debauchery in the bizarre uh, at noon. Canadian time, Canadian time. As if that's one thing. <laughs> I'm the only Canada here. So um, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with, uh, 
you and your connection with Monolith, or do we want to save that toward mm. the end to keep let's the listeners? That. Let's do, well, let's the listeners do 20, on the twenty twenty three stuff. Uh, since these are things that were announced in twenty twenty two, let's leave the twenty twenty three stuff and twenty twenty four stuff um, for the later half. So let's let's maybe look at the things that have already happened or are currently happening. All right, all right. So, so um, yeah, I mean, what's what's a big we we do you want to just get rings of power out of the way? Yeah, if we want to talk sure. about that, yeah, let's do that. Um, I think both Logan and I have watched all of Rings of Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were left wanting. It's fine. <laughs> it's, gotta, it's, it's fine. It's very yeah. willow, if you will. It's fine. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Except there's no fun involved. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. There's there's the less problem. fun. There's less mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, that. it's it, it got a DNF for me. Like I, there's been times where I've been wanting. No, I haven't been wanting to go back. I've been trying to compel myself to go back. Yeah, and I just bad. can't do it. Um, again, beautiful show. Um, yeah, very pretty. I, I was talking to this with a buddy of mine last night, and uh, he said he's kind of just over that aesthetic. Like even the whole, there was one ring who fooled them all. And like just the voices and the music and the, which I kind of get a bit because if you're getting a watered down less good version of what came before mm-hmm. then eh. and, yeah, and and yeah. also I, this is another thing i'll bring up because this actually kind of leads into willow we won't get to that yet but willow is actually coming under fire for having a lot of modern colloquialism in the dialogue and things right and to be honest uh i mean they they kind of go a little far in that direction for my taste but i'm kind of tired of characters talking like until at last i threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. It's like, that's cool if you do it really well, but it's less cool if you don't. Right. And I think that gets back to my point on rings of power is that they try Mm. to do that, but Mm -hmm. they just don't even come close. Um, I'm not sure what it was that Peter, Peter Jackson got out of his actors and his storytelling in the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, yeah, well he had a script though, right? He had, he had a script that was based on the books. So he used a lot of <laughs> well, yes, Tolkien, true. <laughs> used a lot of Tolkien dialogue. You hit the show. nail on the head. It was based yeah. on the books. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that I think is the biggest problem with Rings of Power enemies. Like it would when you really think about it, it would take a lot of singular creative vision to bring that stuff together to make something out of it because it's just notes, right? Yeah. That's essentially what they're basing it on is notes and extrapolations. And so then, you know, the show is not made with a, by a singular creator. No, no, no. You know, it, it is very much a committee show more than anything I've right. ever seen. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I give that a, for me, that's a, that's a, it's a decided thumbs down, unfortunately, even though yeah. I think it has strengths. It's just, I don't give a crap what happens with it. Yeah. I, I personally can't bring myself to say thumbs down, but I would definitely say if you, if you don't go into it with high expectations, you'll be okay. Maybe, yeah. So. Now, House of the Dragon, on the other hand, that's uh, a thumbs up all the way from yeah, me. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was fantastic. It's it a high watermark. Yeah, and like I think it's interesting. You said like Rings of Power doesn't have fun. Well, House of the Dragon is very dark, but there's still fun in it. Kind mm-hmm. of like in like the soap opery, mm-hmm. like well, there's, there's fun, but it's still yeah. Fun. But even 
even the dialogue sometimes is yeah. witty and clever and things like that. Like there's characters, right? There's characters yes. that are compelling, even if they're bastards, um, mm -hmm. which that's, that's the trick I was saying. Uh, also last, I have my buddies over, we were actually doing some play testing on a project I'll talk about in a bit, but um, there's game of Thrones and HBO, I think are really going to be the leaders and the standard in fantasy on television, because I think, despite what happened with the ending of uh, the Game of Thrones series, the last two seasons being uh, underwhelming or worse, mm -hmm. um, they they know it, right? And oh, they, yeah. did, they did, from what I read, they did a lot in their power to give those creators whatever they needed to make it good, and the creators failed. But now HBO is a quality machine, right? Like most of yes. what they put out is at least good objectively. Right. As yeah. far as all the ways we measure these kinds of things. Um, so I think that and then host of the dragon, I think kind of proves it is that there's going to be a lot more good content coming through, whether it's going to be Duncan egg or even this Jon snow show. Like, yeah, I'm actually kind of excited for Jon snow. Um, given yeah. the ending of the show, there's some, a lot of potential there to, I, I don't necessarily say redeem the show, but complete some character arcs that we didn't get to see completed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And and that's just it. Like on paper, I think about it. I'm like, oh, Jon Snow show. This sounds like something like Disney Plus is doing, right? But with HBO's quality control, I suspect it might actually be good. And Logan, as you say, yeah, there's some definite not retconning, but you can yeah. polish some edges of crap that came before to fix it, you know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm back in the fold of being a Game of Thrones fan primarily oh, yeah. because of House of Dragon. But yeah. um while I enjoy all that, I would love to see HBO take it and apply that quality to other IPs that kind of hit oh, the mark. Sure. Hit the mark for us. As... I don't think we're going to see that, honestly. I mean, no. I, th I, I think you'll see like uh, the Last of Us will probably be very good. I think it's the guy who did Chernobyl that uh, yeah. miniseries, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I know he was attached at a point, which was phenomenal. Um, so. I don't think they'll do another big fantasy thing because they have their brand there, right? Like, yeah, Game of Thrones. It's funny, man. When those, that last season hit, it seemingly died. Like the mm -hmm. brand almost looks like it died on its feet, like yes. instantly. Yeah, yes. and yeah. and honestly, they restored faith completely, in my opinion, with mm -hmm. House of the Dragon. So I think we're we're, and I, I think that's it. They've proven that. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. What well, what came there wasn't good, but we're we're HBO. We're gonna. We're yeah. do this. Couldn't agree more. I think that they've yeah. done a fine job in uh, uh, getting those fans of Game of Thrones back into the fold, as I said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely back in. Let's go. Yeah. And uh, George wants to finish that book. That's cool. But you know what? I don't even care, actually. Don't uh, you know, George. I don't care either. Take it. Take it easy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's cool. Yeah. Produce more. Be producer on more television and we'll we'll settle for that. That's fine with me. Yeah. We need to go back a little bit further because those shows came out, what, in September? Mm. Something like that. October? Yeah. yeah. But wasn't there the uh, the animated Witcher show that came out earlier in the year? We talked about we that. We did talk about that one. If you um, want to, okay, you want to you squeak over to television for a second on yeah. uh, The Witcher? Well, I mean, I think it's all kind of... Man... In the yeah, I mean, show. honestly, we got to talk about The Witcher and we got to talk about Willow. No, these aren't sword and sorcery shows, but God damn it, they're adjacent. And I feel like The Witcher is probably the closest out of the four that we're going to talk about here. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, all right. Did anyone try watching Witcher Blood Origin? Which one's that? Did you even know it came out? Well, I <laughs> came out two days ago, I think. No, then no, I had no idea it was even out. Is that no, the one with like was... the Asian actress? Uh, it's with uh, yeah, yes. What's her name? Um, is it from Michelle? Everything Everywhere? Yeah, yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did it not. Sucks. I didn't even know it was out. Oh, that's too it bad. It sucks so <laughs> bad. I, oh, that's. So I couldn't funny. finish. I couldn't finish the first episode. Where was it on? I mean, what? Uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. No and, kidding. And so this is the other. This is the other side of the coin. HBO had a brilliant brand. It was going so strong for so long, and then it dipped at the end. Just and they realized, holy crap, we we can rebuild this, and it seems like they are, The Witcher started so strong as far as viewership right and honestly i think i do think the first two seasons are pretty good even though they change elements of the books which yeah I'm, i am not as enamored with as a lot of folks thinking yeah. they're the most brilliant storytelling in the world i agree honestly i prefer the video game which is uh you know great storytelling as well so <laughs> so i think netflix is doing the opposite i think they are putting the witcher right in the toilet they, they yeah. have this they had this thing going, and really, it is Henry Cavill who was the glue on that, holding it together. His his performance, his Geralt, that was the most interesting part of the show, right? And now, uh, we get this dollar store miniseries of four episodes, which I will never watch now, that really does look cheap. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with that. I can do cheap looking, as long as the dialogue's good and the characters are cool. None of the characters are cool. None of it is interesting. And it looks dollar store. And there's no oh. Henry Cavill. Hmm. It's like it's like oh. you know, thirty percent Rotten Tomatoes, ten percent audience rating. Like it is well, destroyed. Wow. So Netflix itself is just an absolute mess. I I, I agree. I imagine any day now I'm going to lose my account because I'm mooching it off of someone, but I'm not going to sign back up. So no, I wouldn't either. Um, I wouldn't either. And then what they. This is, I think part of this, this is probably just speculation, but I think part of this is actually wielded in with DC because, like, I'm pretty sure they were going to put Henry Cavill back as Superman. Oh, yeah, they were until and the then, guard changed. Yeah. yeah, he left The Witcher, and then immediate James Gunn comes in and is like, nah, I like Henry, but we can't do it. Yeah. And that, <laughs> that was just, and it came out that the writers and directors of The Witcher didn't even read the books and they think it's a stupid show and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? And, and I, wow. I even suspect Cavill probably wanted out because yeah. he saw the writing on the wall yeah. here, right? Um, I don't think it was just Superman. No, oh, yeah. Side note, the DC fans right now. <laughs> How hard would it be to be a DC fan? Oh, jeez. Oh, they're like, ah, we love the Zack Snyder extended universe because it's dark and I've never touched a woman. And like, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what that last part was. I don't know what that last part was. Oh, that's so but good. They're the funniest, they're the funniest complainers, right? Thinking this, oh, yeah. this Lord Entertainment needs to last. And then you get someone in there like James Gunn, who's proved himself pretty competent most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty good storyteller. And he comes in, which is like kind of a Hail Mary for DC at this point. Yeah. Yeah. get this guy and they're like cancel him get rid of james gunn he's ruining everything and he's not he's definitely no. gonna make things better yeah. i i mean i would be shocked think, if he doesn't i think the suicide squad is the best dc movie i've seen that didn't have batman in it 
yeah, I, I did. I liked that. I thought it yeah, was fun. It was a yeah, great movie. Fun. A lot of yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's the stupid fun. Marvel comedies, guys. It's stupid Marvel comedies that <laughs> take my edginess away from, from Martha. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they're a funny fandom. Uh, when oh, you, yeah. When you read the comments, they're they're just so confused. Uh, oh, just, <laughs> yeah. I feel like DC or Warner Brothers or whatever, whoever's in charge, doesn't really know what to do with their characters. They have like an idea and they're like, well, put Batman in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll fix everything. You get. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like they, uh, they were, they announced originally that the Robert Pattinson Batman may be involved in the new DC stuff. And I was like, no, yeah, please don't. no, just please keep don't. it away so it can be its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not. So it is yeah. being kept away, which is great yeah. because yeah. that movie was phenomenal. In my They're head. trying to make as many people happy at one time and it doesn't work. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's just fragmented and confused and the fandoms yeah. want mm-hmm. two different things. And anyways, we're not really talking superheroes. Hey, going back to The Witcher, I didn't know there was a Witcher origin, but I was speaking of The Witcher origin story, which was an animated show. Did that come out earlier? This yeah, year? Night, yeah, Night, yeah. Nightmare yeah. of the Wolf, I think, was the previous year. Yeah, that was decent. Yeah, was decent. yeah, yeah. We did an episode on it. If you yeah. can go into the back catalog, we did like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, OK, so with The Witcher. Do you notice how they announced Cavill's out? And then they're like, not only is Cavill out, but don't worry, we've got great value Hemsworth. To put in <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's like, guys, uh, guys, did, did we not get great value? <laughs> Poor do you know William I mean? Hemsworth. I know, I know <laughs> we don't we don't matter. We don't get a say in this. But this is the first time in <laughs> fandom I've been like, wait, why didn't anyone ask my opinion? Hemsworth? Liam Hemsworth? For Geralt? That poor just, guy. You could have got uh, Matt Nicholson in there. You could have got like, um, you know, that other dude. Uh, another <laughs> <was, laughs> dude. I don't know, man. You could have got a cool actor, right? But they didn't. They got a cheap guy to just sort of, yeah, he looks kind of like Cavill. We'll just uh, do that. And so you know it's destined for the dumps now. Yeah. Yep. Which is so weird because they, like Netflix had that whole like Netflix convention that was like 90% witcher stuff it was yeah. their highest rated thing now i guess it's wednesday which is actually really good so um, it, yeah and if wednesday, you but, well um, that's because now we can do the wednesday dance oh yeah that, on, that's i fair, clicked on yeah. one video i clicked on one video right to see the wednesday dance and now the algorithm just gives me wednesday oh dance. that's oh funny. no people haven't seen that underwater. series yet haven't seen it's, that it's good. It's I'm good. on record of, yeah. of pretty much hating the Adams family. I can't stand any of it. I I also don't like the Adams family, but it's really just a noir Harry Potter. It, yeah, it's fine. That's it's what fu- it is. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. Let me be clear. It's all fine. I, I don't think it's invalid. It's just I have never loved yeah. it at all. The theme song, <laughs> I, I can't. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, it seems like the Witcher's doomed, in my opinion, where we're not in good shape here. However, CD Projekt Red released their next-gen update for The Witcher 3, and I've been playing it and loving it again. Uh, Logan, Logan you, you, are, you, are, you are muted, Logan. Oh, yeah, uh, I accidentally I hit the button. I got a touch screen, <laughs> and I touched it. Oh, he is uh, cyberpunk. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, living in the metaverse now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like The Witcher's a good game, like, objectively so. I just think... That is that will forever be CD Projekt Red's claim to fame. It might be. 
I do not believe Cyberpunk was a mess. It's still kind of a mess. I hear it's pretty good now. And I did play it and it was fun, like a little bit. But yeah, not not compelling like The Witcher. But they've got a couple things going, right? They're they're remaking the other one, outsourcing that through another studio. Well, I've never played it, right? Yeah. It's so dated now, I don't think I can go back. Oh, yeah. No, I I think it was even janky when it came out. Like it was, Yeah. yeah. But they're, you know, and then The Witcher 4, I'm sure will be... Yeah, pretty sick. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I have faith in them, but you may be right. That might be their their crown jewel. If they if they don't if they don't correct their business practices, they're just gonna be Bethesda. They're gonna you know, have. I, <laughs> but I honestly think I think they are because like they they said they were gonna do that next gen update. They delayed it till it needed to be. They released it. Little instability issues on PC, but sure. um, honestly, well, it looks so. it looks great. A lot of care given, and I'm really digging my my second pass through uh, the Riverlands of Rivia or whatever the hell they call yeah. it. Speaking <laughs> of video games, um, Elden Ring came out today, which is one of like the or not today this year. Sorry, it came out February 25th, and I've actually yeah. been playing it again recently. It is a massive game, and it takes a long time. So it's not like just a drop in and play. You got to dedicate some time to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, huh. Yeah, game of the year. As far as fantasy goes, um, it's a different kind of fantasy, I think, than like we would see with like Skyrim or The Witcher, because there's like you don't know the story. The mm-hmm. story is told through visuals and through like vague cryptic dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it is challenging, but I do think it's the easiest of all the Souls games I've played. Um, but fantastic game written by the, or I guess the lore was created by George R. R. Martin. Well, at least his name was put on it anyways. Well, he he said in an interview with, I think it was, it was a late night host. I feel like it was Stephen Colbert, maybe. Um, he wrote a thousand years of history for this game. And what we're playing through is, you know, like present day. So all the all the lore mentioned is him. Oh, yeah, um, that's cool. And coincidentally, every boss in the game, their name starts with either a G, an R, or an M. Not even oh. playing. <laughs> Interesting. Not, that's cool. Funny. <laughs> I've never read Roger Zelazny. I think that's how you say his name, but I guess this is Martin's love story or like love letter to Zelazny. Um, I think it's the Chronicles and Amber is his. Oh yeah, big yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's also very Elric, very Moorcock. So yeah, if you like that kind of stuff. I do. Hard um, recommend. Yeah, I think with that game, I uh, well, actually, what you just said about the storytelling and the reveals, I think that's brilliant for a video game because yeah, frankly, there's very few games I actually care about the story and the. I mean, obviously, video games have gotten a lot better at this, like. Mass Effect is something that draws me in. The Witcher sure. as well. Mass Effect is good. Um, th- there's great storytelling in there, and I want to hear it. I want to hear the story. I want to hear the characters. But most times when I play video games, I'm not there for that. Um, and so you can just kind of tell that story, as you say, through the visuals and little bits of lore. It raises questions. It's like, ooh, mm. what's this? That's cool. Yeah. I will I will eventually try that game. I need it to be on a super cheap sale because I fear like I'm going to bounce <laughs> off of it. Just because of the the difficulty that I may not be up for. So we'll see. Uh, God of War Ragnarok also came out not too long ago. Follow up to just God of War, which was also an excellent game. Haven't played Ragnarok. um, Yeah. And apparently uh, there's a series in development at Amazon. 
Oh, man. I'm so tired of series based off video games. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough. Yeah. The, like well, the last of us. I know everyone loves the last of us. I will never play the last of us because it did my uncharted series dirty. They put off uncharted four for like a decade to put this zombie game out. Woo! And I will forever hold that grudge. <laughs> And so now, after 15 years of The Walking Dead, HBO's like, look, guys, zombie show. Yeah. Ooh, something new. Game. Yeah, I mean, just, you watch. You watch. It'll care. be it'll oh, be excellent. Yeah. No, they'll look. I'm sure it will be. I just I just don't care. I, just don't, I don't, care. Really yeah. don't really either. I don't really either. I mean, yes, I'm the same. Yeah. Another zombie story, apocalypse. Yes, people are worse than the monsters. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. can already see comments on Reddit. They're not zombies, rogues in the house. They're made of fungus. It's not zombies. They're not zombies. Yeah, that's zombies. Yeah, that's zombies, still zombies. Guys. Uh, are they uh are they in control of themselves uh do they <laughs> attack people are they once were they once human they're zombies they're zombies uh okay so, so what other big hits did we all agree on hits. i want to say the northman right oh my god yeah yeah it's fine Love it's the fine. northman yeah i think the, the northman is going to uh continue to become a classic for uh, fans of this material for I think sure. so too yeah i see it already getting uh more steam and more rewatches like robert eggers films really really do get better the more you watch them and that's rare for for me anyways mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think the the northman is a triumph and it actually turns out it was monetarily successful not a lot but a they made bit. up for it. That's yeah, good. and like home video and streaming and stuff like that. Uh, sounds like it worked out well. Good. That's good. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, that is good. Those, yeah. you know, big failures in the genre are never good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Overall, you know, films like that are so rare now, right? Like, I mean, we've already talked about this, but yeah, like, at that budget with that sort of uh, quality in every department. Um, yeah, you just don't see stuff like that often. So the Northman, big success, I would agree, Dean. Um, another one that I was obviously looking forward to in a big way was Willow. Um, and? and I say in a I say in a big way uh, in that like it's just it's nostalgia. Um, it brings me back to being a kid watching it in the fun factor. And Willow currently, I just watched episode six of eight, so there's two left to go. I give Willow a thumbs up and I give it a thumbs up with a tiny asterisk beside it. Um, if you never liked Willow, this is not going to sell you on Willow at all. You okay. may even be someone who really liked Willow and you also won't like this. This show is YA for sure. Um, young adult oriented. They're definitely aiming it at like trying to get a new generation interested in this material um, but I actually find they navigate it well enough that most of the jokes I'm finding pretty funny, about half of the characters I enjoy, some of them I really don't. There's some, um, there's some like the fan service or the throwbacks. I find a lot of them are actually quite subtle and clever, just like single lines. Um, it's truly episodic in that each episode, there's a different sort of set piece different things going on. I really think there was only one truly 
terrible episode, which was episode five. I was like, what am I watching? This is, <laughs> this is not, this is not good. But then the newer episode, episode six, where they sort of enter the troll mountain. Um, it has very like sort of Mordor uh, Hobbit uh, in the mountains vibes, but I don't know, man. Is it something that as a professed, uh, I won't say hater, but somebody who's very ambivalent on Willow. No, should I even bother? Should I even bother? No, no, they shouldn't. And it's also something that's like, some of it just does not work. Um, Mm -hmm. but honestly, I find myself looking forward to watching it. Uh, I find myself chuckling each episode and there's, there's some cool enough moments to keep me there. I really like the character, uh, Borman is a very cool character, this tall fella with a kind of meat cleaver weapon. Uh, he's funny. Um, you know, it's got it's got strong D&D vibes and extremely high fantasy. There's also a lot of like the clothing is a little more modern bent. The dialogue is more modern, like the colloquialism. So if you're going to bounce off of stuff, then like that kind of thing, it's not going to be for you. Um but yeah, man, I don't know. I do I do find it mostly pretty fun. They show Mad Mardigan's son in the first episode, and hmm. he's dressed like Jim Morrison. <laughs> That's funny. Which is awesome because <laughs> Jim Morrison, uh, Val Kilmer played, yeah, Jim, played Morrison Jim Morrison in the film, right? Interesting. Yeah, and uh, Christian Slater just showed up on the most recent episode, and he was a lot of fun too. So Really? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, listen, worth worth a worth dipping your toes in to see if you there's like so it. much other stuff that I'm watching right now. I think I'll yeah, save exactly. that time. And there's and there's probably better there's probably better time spent if you don't have any old old attachment to it. But yeah, um, you know, of course, the regular people are like, oh, it's woke, so it's terrible. And I will agree, it is uh, woke if by woke you mean um, tripping over itself to include. Uh, non-hetero relationships and characters of color, which to me, these are not bad things, right? Right. But spoiler alert, this is in true, like sort of, uh, I don't know, I guess in what people accuse Disney of fashion, like General Kale's daughter and Mad Mardigan's daughter are establishing a lesbian relationship. Sure. To me, that's fine. That's guess what guys? Um, lesbians have stories and so do like gay people and people of color. So they should be in our entertainment. Right. Sure. It's just kind of funny that like, you know, you're, you're doing a throwback movie and you're like, all right, these two great warriors and their daughters find love together. It's like, you know, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's baiting the people who are going to be like, yeah. oh, see woke is real. It's like, yeah, I guess it is. But like, is that really that bad? I don't know. So this is interesting because you you had mentioned and, you know, maybe it's because I've gotten older and I guess I never really understood. But like when. Especially Disney, and this is coming up when I watch a lot of these Disney shows, Mm -hmm. Um, when a show says it's family, right? When I think family, I think of something that everyone in the family will enjoy and all the families. Right. Right. But I also but it seems to me that family as in everything is something that all the family can enjoy is now something the kids can enjoy. Right. Um, sometimes. So, yeah. And like, I'm going to, people are going to laugh. I love national treasure. I love the national treasure series. There's only two movies. There's a TV series that came out. Heard it was I was really bad. excited for it. It's not bad, but so what I just don't understand is the purpose. 
Okay. Yeah. So like you have Willow. Willow's like a nostalgia thing. It's got a new series. Clearly trying to like, I don't know if there's plans to make a Willow movie to cash in on new viewers coming in. Right. Doubtful. Right. Doubtful. It's, I'm just super doubtful there's ever going to be National Treasure 3 starring Nick Cage. I'm in it to see Nick Cage. I'm in it to see those characters do National Treasure stuff. This show doesn't have them. And the entire cast is like 20 somethings. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. There's like a hacktivist. The bad guy's a crypto queen because clearly they wrote it before crypto <laughs> sank. Like it's trying so hard yeah, to yeah, like yeah. appeal to like what I would imagine younger people but for what purpose i, I yeah, disney disney is is the steve buscemi meme of hello yes, fellow young people that's exactly <laughs> it they're doing it with like, willow too for sure yeah, yeah like Most, how are they going to cash in on young viewers those young viewers aren't going to show up to nick yeah. cage in number three i i just don't understand i think and, it's 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 a it's a scattershot approach where you're like okay so this is an already established ip so we can get some of those people to come in but then we also need to get new people in but they lean too far into it that's oh, a difficult. They, it's a difficult balance yeah. to strike, and sometimes people can strike that balance. But like, yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. And Willow is absolutely doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I can't so help, weird. but uh, I'm just focusing on what Logan said about you know you got these twenty somethings doing all this, this, and the other thing. And in my mind, most twenty year olds that I know can barely drive a car, let alone <laughs> hack a computer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like the the hacktivist has a YouTube channel and her boyfriend's yeah. a Twitter like yeah. guy. And it's like why? And like I actually like the main character because the kids like the Twitters and they like the Snapchats. Yeah, so we got to get the kids interested. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of old dudes sitting around like saying the exact same stuff. It's just I don't know. It's a mind boggling strategy to me. Mm -hmm. um but that's neither here nor there i just it's interesting to hear that you said similar things about willow yeah it's not surprising yeah. like that's just yeah. it that they're trying to get that demo right willow or sorry uh disney is really trying to get yeah. that that younger demographic and so i don't know it's the same thing with like if you end up seeing uh um things like uh like andor right apparently that's really good Andor um, is good. There's a couple of really weak spots, mm -hmm. I thought, um, but overall, very quality, very adult, um, very yeah. little humor. Yeah, exactly. And so that, that's what I mean is so and, and Mandalorian obviously was kind of like everything for everyone. It kind of. Yeah, that's works. what I yeah, that mm -hmm. was what I would call family. I think yeah. anyone could sit down and watch that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so that gives me hope that they're going to kind of try and go for both here. Right. Because. Disney plus still needs to have adults wanting yeah. it. Like, yes, the, all the money is keeping it a subscription. So your kids can watch the movies and shut up for a while. Yeah. Yes. That's part of the strategy, but they've also got to, they want to compete with other things like prime. So they're going to put more adult content in there, I think. Yeah. Or, or, or I... content aimed at adults as well as, because Andor is probably not aimed at kids. Apparently it's not very Star Wars at all. No, no. I was actually more excited for Disney's acquisition of National Geographic, but they put out stuff so slow. I've seen like oh, yeah. every show on National Geographic. It's not a reality show. So I, I don't know. After National Treasure, I might be dumping them too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's the Disney stuff, huh? Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, shit. What else is there? I'm going to check my list. Make well, sure well I think we've got yeah. more about what 
to look forward to. I mean, well, you know. We should mention that Conan Exiles had its big sorcery update. And yes. uh, what Conan by what something of the serpent. What's the book called? So blood, 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 of, blood of the Serpent. Blood, yeah. So a lot, we've had a lot of talk about that. It's been a lot of talk on the old Whetstone Discord. Have you guys picked it up yet? I no. haven't. I've not yet read it. A no. friend of mine is reading it now, and he was having trouble getting – he said it just wasn't doing it for him. But Yeah, I've after, heard nothing but mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, he said after about the first 50 pages, he finally got a feel for the writer's style. Um, mm-hmm. I guess he was looking for more of a real homage to Howard writing, although I don't know, you know, how you can do that. Yeah, I, that's, um, that's an expectation that's never going to be met. Yeah, unfortunately, he kind of yeah. actually. I I wish he hadn't said it to me because now I'm going to go into it with a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Sure, which sure. is unfair. So okay, yeah. Um, I I think I I'm hearing a lot of it's good, but. Right. Sure. And and I think that's sort of uh, I think that's kind of baked into Conan fans, anyways, and what they yeah. want. Some people mm-hmm. are never going to be happy exactly. with anything that isn't Robert E. Howard or a very excellent facsimile of Howard. Yes. So like yeah. Scott Odin has, makes no bones about it. He tries to write like Howard, and he has you know done all these different exercises to get himself there, and I think he does it rather well. Uh, and he does it very well, probably the best of anyone that I've read. He sure. gets the cadence and the word choice, and um, he understands the characters. But as a reader, I don't necessarily want that. I don't either. I, that's the furthest thing for my Conan pastiche. Right. But like, to, to be fair, to be fair, I think that should be available too. Oh, yeah. A lot of people yeah. are going to want that. So I think there's a real opportunity, right? Because I I personally like the approach of Blood of the Serpent in that it is the author's voice that they're yeah. uh, presumably that they use for other things, but they're setting it in Howard's world. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. The issue I have sort of is that um, you're getting a third person limited point of view and you're getting a lot of Conan's thoughts, right? That is and, exactly and what his internal monologue, which is. There's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. just, it's a real hard sell for me. And that is what the person who read this mentioned, which for him was like kind of jarring and he wasn't sure. quite ready for that. It's a bold choice um, and it's tough. And there's also some head hopping in there too, where like it'll move over to Valeria and see what she's thinking. Now, all of these things said, so you kind of just have to, uh, you, you kind of have to accept the fact that it's not Robert E. Howard and it's not, a Robert E. Howard voice mm-hmm. and it's not on a Robert E. Howard format. It's a long novel. Yeah. Um, and so with any other character or world, this is the exact sort of thing I want to be reading. And so I am enjoying the book. Good. Um, I'm like maybe page hundred mm-hmm. slow reading over the holidays. Sure. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm digging it. It's definitely the plots moving. It's, it's sword sorcery. So maybe you can answer this for me because my biggest hesitancy is everything I've read is like, it's not, a contained plot like i didn't need it to be a prequel to a a howard story already but then Mm. there's kind of like i don't know maybe like a meandering like travel-esque plot as opposed to this is a beginning this is a middle this is an end yeah i'm just getting to that part so i can't really i can't speak to the overall arc yet sure um i would just say like it's got me turning pages like i'm not i'm not bored um so uh yeah i mean i think i think so far it seems to be 
I don't know how the sales are or whatever, but yeah, it seems like a decent a decent starting point for a uh, new Conan material. Cool. Sure. I look forward to it. I'm, I really am not going to even get into it until probably after the first of the year. But yeah, I wish them mm-hmm. luck. I'll get to it. Um, because I I've never not read something with Conan on it. If as long as I got my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, yeah. Exactly. Still waiting for Emerald Lotus, but you know. Well, and I I think you'll I'm pretty sure you'll see that um and and the follow up the Living Plague. Yeah, um, I hope so. By John Hawking, who he's a fantastic. He did a really yeah. good pastiche there. He's a great writer. Um, he's in a book of blades available yep. now on Amazon. Yep, yep. Uh, you should all pick that up and review it. If you've not yet, dear listener, Please I haven't even checked it. our reviews. Cause I've been so off the grid. I've... We're still at 10 written reviews and like 40 stars or star. star ratings. Sure. Speaking um, of new books, um, have either of you read or picked up or even heard about the new Elric? I was about to ask that. Dean. I, I have not. I knew it existed. I am planning on buying it probably once I get, you know, the semester started, I'll probably pick yeah. it up because Elric is, e-book. you know, I think I, I, I may do the same, but I really find myself not reading eBooks as quickly or as readily as I do a hard copy, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love I Elric almost as much as I love Conan. So sure. I think I have to read this book. Sure. You should. Sure. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, um, there's a lot of things going on in sword and sorcery where right now it's lively. It's vibrant. Things are happening, but like support it right like well buying especially the new since and buying the new elric are helpful as well as buying all this new material from yeah. new and especially new since it's out. the actual author writing the elric story yeah exactly yeah. exactly um yeah i heard some other things about uh moorcock doing some material for some things as well so we'll see i think he's huh. uh he's a very old guy but he seems to be yeah. very yeah. very much active too um, I'm just checking my list to make sure, uh, Odin and Howard Jones get signed at Bain, uh, yeah, the last yeah. year. So they're going to have new material, uh, popping out. I think some of Scott's is going to be reprints and reduxes of an old book. So that's exciting. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of sword and sorcery to come from Bain in the new year. So we look forward to that. Uh, one other thing I noticed that was announced that's super sick. If you're an action figure guy or collectible person, super seven, is doing a King Conan figure from the movie. Mm. And it looks like the crown jewel of all of their Conan efforts. Nice. It looks amazing. Um, I will be getting him. So look How that up. It's on. Do those usually run? Uh, Super sevens are about 70 Canadian. So oh. probably about 50 American, 55 American or something. Um, but, and they're expensive. They're, they're on the higher end of, of action figures, but the quality's there, like the paint apps. Dude, I'm I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it looks wicked, eh? Yeah, it's fifty five bucks for uh, in American yeah. dollars, and yeah. there's also a Thulsa Doom. I've got the Thulsa Doom. He's awesome. Yeah, I recommend those. They are super sick. Um, okay, that's mostly what has happened. Uh, also, a book of blades yeah. came out uh, in yeah. the summer. Yeah. So if you've not <laughs> picked up a book of blades, it's pretty good um upcoming things guys yeah got some stuff in 2023 and beyond um where do we start well um i think i'll i'll start actually just something i want to shout out to uh new edge sword and sorcery.com new edge sword and sorcery.com uh i encourage you to sign up for that um newsletter they are going to be launching a Kickstarter in February. I heard potentially early February. 
um, where they're going to fund uh, the first two issues. And from what sneak peeks I've seen, they're looking at uh, making sure the authors and artists get paid rather well. Um, so if you're into supporting new sword and sorcery, check that out. Uh, that should be coming up soon. I didn't want to forget that one. Um, other things. Well, I've got some real personal projects that I'm invested in, but what else, what else do we have? What do you got? Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, the movie with Chris thank Pine you, comes out. That yeah, looks fun. You. It does. The trailer it does fun. look fun to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just I wish that there, I just wish Chris like, Pine wasn't a bard. Oh, is that what he is? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, that's I funny. think he could make a very good bard, man. He's I know, but I don't care for the bard class and <laughs> nah, the yeah. they yeah. are stupid. Yeah, yeah. They are stupid. Uh, here I am. I'm standing on the log and I'm uh, tooting. I think this is a Clyde <laughs> Caldwell. It's a Clyde Caldwell D and D painting for. An, yeah, I think it's Clyde Caldwell for an old one. Yeah. It's a bard is like standing on a log in the background doing his best. Uh, uh anderson ian anderson who's the yeah. jethro tall uh, anyway, yeah yeah he's doing the jethro tall piping up on the side <laughs> while someone else is fighting a monster it's just like yeah. that's that's classic Come on. yeah i think yeah. the D movie has some real potential um yeah, yeah. i think that they lay maybe learned from their mistakes not this particular company but they looked back at the last D movie and thought let's not do that again um yeah, yeah. and so i think it should be good speaking of D, the uh they're working on a new version of D&D that D&D 5e is now dead. It's really run its course and they're coming out with a new edition in 2024. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of rumor swirling about what exactly that is. It sounds a bit like they're going to try and make it as online possible. So I've heard rumors of like microtransactions and no, uh, thank you. No, thank all of you. This stuff. Now I don't, that's, I don't know. That I don't sounds know. I do, terrible. Yeah. I don't want to fear monger. Cause honestly, I don't yeah. think we really know yet. That's I will fair. say this. That's fair. I will say this. This might be controversial, but if they eliminate the, um, the open gaming license or whatever, or they're done with 5e and they, mm-hmm. they decide that they want to be in charge of their own system completely. My hot take is good. I'm happy about that. And here's Mm -hmm. why. As someone who works in gaming and RPGs, there's a lot of pressure to turn things into fifth ed compatible. Yes. And and fifth ed D and D is fine. I liked it. I think it's a, I think it's a good system. It's, it's light. Um, while also not being light at the same time. I was going to say, it's not light. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not really. Um, but I, yes, I liked it. It's fine. It's good, but it is exhausting to me to see how many of those products are coming out and how, how many IPs feel like they need to do that thing. They there's, there's a pressure to like, well, fifth ed will sell. So that's what we should do. Sure. And to me, that's just going to make too much fifth ed. So if wizards decide to do their own thing and only their own thing to me, that is an opportunity for niche markets. No one's ever really going to compete with Wizards, the same as no one's ever really going to compete with Games Workshop. So for me, yeah, let's get back to the niche stuff. And and I don't want to be beholden to what they're doing, to be honest. I don't want to feel the pressure. I don't want to do Conan, fifth ed. And we're not going to. Sure. Good. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't I I don't think. <laughs> are we are we moving into that territory now where we can talk a little bit about what's happening with uh That's all Dean's been waiting for. The rest is just like <laughs> uh, let me just make sure there's nothing else, Dean. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh yeah, I can talk some monolith stuff here soon. Well, I mean, we are um, talking about the future, right? You know, or, yeah. and, and such. And we've already, you know, we're talking games right now. I mean yeah. So, all right, we can get into this. Um, we're also coming up at our one hour mark, so let's yeah. uh, let's get into it here. So it was announced um, a few weeks back that Modifius is done with the Conan RPG, mm-hmm. which is true. They are actually done, not like kicked out, but like they have produced a long, exhaustive line of books you know, barring a few th- other things they maybe could have explored, um, but didn't have the time or opportunity. Um, they feel and have said they are, they are very much done. They put their stamp in and it's finished. Sure. And um, good for them. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I mean, I worked on that line uh, on a, f- a handful of books and it was fun and it was really, truly an exhaustive exploration into Robert E. Howard's world. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a big fan of when people are like, well, we gave it her all. It's done. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. We don't need that season yeah. five. That season yeah. five is only only ruin after this. Right. Yeah. I've heard um, that those books are really good if you just want to get into the lore and some exactly. of the, the information about Howard's yeah. uh, they, they They did an exhaustive job with all of that. And yeah. it's a... I don't care what anyone says. It is a high crunch system. There are yeah. a lot of micro systems going on. And for the gamers who, um, you know, a lot of OG gamers love that stuff, right? They want to have all of those little things to do hit locations, armor soaks, and, uh, you know, various different moves and backgrounds and trees. And like, there is tons to do in there. And so I'm, I'm happy it's there. I'm happy they are satisfied with it. I am pleased with what we accomplished. But it comes a time they're done, right? Um, and, I, and you know, some people are really sad because they love the game and then it's over. But it's like, guys, the those books exist, right? You have them or you can still get them or you have those PDFs. There's no reason to ever stop playing that if you love it. You right. know what I mean? Especially with so much that's in there. There is a, an endless amount of content. So... Um, that announcement went out and, uh, of course, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the Conan, the heroic signatures and the people who own the property, they want more games, right? Conan gaming is hot and, uh, it's very successful. And so monolith, uh, the company I worked for, we picked up the license and we are going to develop our own Conan role-playing game. And thus far, that's all we've really said about it. Mm-hmm. I've not spoken to, other than what I said a few minutes ago, and that we're not doing fifth ed, um, unless something drastic changes, um, that is not the plan. Do you want what to know are what my... your, are there any plans? I mean, is it going to be, I don't want to say a light RPG, but is it going to be so thick and crunchy that, you know, you got to quit your full-time job to learn the rules? And Absolutely not. I would... I will leave the project before I allowed us to do a crunchy Conan, not because I don't think such a thing should happen, but such a thing has happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. We've, and, and I, and I'm, I'm not even meaning crunch in a negative sense. I'm just meaning, um, a super involved, deeply RPG game for RPG players. 
It's been done right. before. Why would you do it again? It's been done. Well, Mongoose did it, and then so did uh, yeah. Modifius, and both yep. games were strong. Right. I really loved the Mongoose yeah. game too. Um, it's that we got to do something. Um, we got to take a different direction now, right? Right. I, I think in some ways the Modifius system and uh, the Mongoose system, which was D20, they both really did capture some sword and sorcery elements. But for me, um, well, here's what's up. I am developing a new system. Um, I can't say so, so much about it, but I can just tell you some of the tenants I'm sticking to here. One is that, yes, rules light. Okay. Not no rules, mm -hmm. but just if something takes, if something can be done in two or three steps, we're not doing it in five. And if we can combine, like. Did he freeze? RPGs. Uh, or, Matt, back up. What's that? You you froze right yeah. before. You're you're gonna piss a bunch of people off if you don't. Say it. <laughs> what did I say? What was the last thing? I well, said? the last thing you said is that uh, it was not going to be uh, it was not going to be rules light, and then you just kind of stopped. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it will be rules light. It won't be without rules. Um, the thing I'm developing now, I can't talk too too much about it. I can just say that. Um, my bosses uh, were digging the approach. Uh, me and Jill are working on it um, currently back and forth. Um, we're past the brainstorming and into some actual uh, development at this point. Mm -hmm. um, again, I can't say too, too much. I can just say that um, I want to really capture sword and sorcery and specifically the way Howard's tales work. I want it to be a system of you can do a thing, not a system of you can't do a thing. I don't want classes. I don't want to be too, too boxed in. Um, I want it to be, I want the crunch to be for the player. So the, the, the player, uh, the person at the table who's embodying a character, you will have all kinds of freedom on how to make your sword and sorcery character. Um, and the crunch will, I think, come from like you choosing from this buffet of how you want to, to make this character. For the GM, though, I want it to be get the hell out of the way, make it easy, make aids so that you can essentially pick up this game, take it to a cafe and play it if you want. Hmm. Or, you know, we're not aiming to sell um, 20 books here. We're going to start smaller. Um, and we're also going to make it uh, currently in the development process is I'm making it friendly to the board game in a variety of ways. I won't really say which, but I will say that if you have the board game material or you want to acquire the board game material, which we'll make available, you'd be able to use it with your RPG stuff. That's the current plan. Um, you, of course, will not require it either. So this is not something you will need miniatures for, but something you could definitely use them with. Excellent. So, yeah, I figured, um, I mean, honestly, I've been doing a lot of RPGing for well, since I was in grade five or six, but I've also been at these Conan games for a while and I've had ideas of what I wanted to do with one um, for years, like over a decade. And now I'm getting the chance to try those things out. Um, so I'm super excited about it. And I think it's working rather well. Cool. They also announced Solomon Kane. Um, we acquired the assets from Mythic Games. Um, so 
we have what? we basically own all of the Solomon Kane stuff mm-hmm. that was produced by Mythic Games, including the art, the miniatures, the molds, and all of that jazz. Um, Am I going to be sorry that I let my game go because mm. I wasn't sorry with the I wasn't sorry letting it go at the time because that game was never going to get to my game table. I have a real hard time getting it to my table too, um, just for the reasons of it's big. There's a lot. Um, and to be honest, we have not settled on what we're doing as in regards to the board game. Mm-hmm. For the record, if you're listening to this and you have a pre-order in with Mythic Games, you have to talk to them about it. Um, that's not something that's under the monolith contract at all. That aside, we have those assets, and um, you want to know a secret? Of course. We're also developing a Solomon Kane RPG. And that I think I'm allowed. Very. I think I'm allowed to say this. Uh, let me check my notes real quick. <laughs> uh, so, wait now. Uh, okay, so I will say this. You might know even more specifics as uh, as soon as next week. Wow. Um, and I can tell you the RPG for Solomon Kane, this is something that's probably going to, like, just for the record, the Conan RPG is 2024. Okay, that's not even 2023. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. We're talking about a new system. And if we go um, that direction, yes, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of testing. But a Solomon Kane RPG may be coming a little sooner than you'd think. And it is based on an existing system that is not Dungeons & Dragons 5. What is it? Well, stay tuned. Subscribe to Monolith and find out because uh, hopefully as soon as next week we'll reveal more about that. But confirmed. Cool. Solomon Kane RPG, Monolith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me pick your Monolith brain a little further. I, I, I would also say just for the record, if we're selling a Solomon Kane RPG and we own all of these miniature assets and things like that, We'll probably do something with those two people. Gotcha. But are you going to do anything with that particular game system, the Solomon Game Solomon Kane game? Solomon system? Game. <laughs> <laughs> Am I personally working on it? No, I mean, is Monolith going to do anything with the Solomon Kane game system that came out from Mythic? Or are they just going to let it ride as it is? Um, and unconfirmed, then... unconfirmed at the time. Okay. All right. For the first thing we're I think uh, we're going to do is do something with the assets in and incorporate into an RPG. Okay. Okay. Um, and then leading up to that, uh, it's under my impression that you also were able to get possession of Reich Busters from Mythic. Yes. We bought uh, Reich Busters. Um, um, the, the plan there yeah. is uh, my understanding is that Mythic had already. Um, created a sort of version two to smooth out certain aspects of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a giant overhaul, but like just a smoothing process is, is how I understand it. And so when we go to do Reich Busters, those things will be incorporated. Okay. I can't, I'm not really that involved on that side of things. Like mostly with Monolith, I'm just Conan guy. Would you do us um, a favor? Yeah. If you're going to be doing updates to currently existing uh, four currently existing game owners mm-hmm. um, differentiate it... between the new one and the old one so that yeah. we know which to get rid of and which to keep because when we got the updated cards and stuff i'm like what the fuck is going yeah. on here 
<laughs> I've been there too, uh, where you get these like packs in the mail and they're like, this is the, uh, this is the new version. And it's I'm like, like, uh, okay. looks just like the old one. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I, well, that's a good point. Um, I do believe the plan is to have some kind of uh, conversion kit or something that would essentially update what you had to the new stuff so you wouldn't have to like buy the whole board game again good. to have the, that yeah. is very much appreciated and i know that you could it could go another way it could go you know hey let's get all their money again mm-hmm. and so they've got a outdated useless game with oh uh, yeah no we won't do that i mean hundreds of miniatures and we, we we learned a lesson with beyond the monolith uh when we tried to launch that where we were asking people to essentially repurchase even though it was incredibly low priced and like was almost at cost for the miniatures and stuff yeah, but um, we realized got that, that game. Exactly. You know? So, so we we're not going to do that again. We're not going to. Um, we won't take that angle. I mean, believe it or not, uh, we are very uh, customer conscious. Like I know everyone probably says that, but most of the discussions I have is like, how will this not suck for the backers? Like, how can we make this exciting right. and not screw over sure. others? We've done it with anything Conan since, right? To make it mm-hmm. um, we've compatible been very, for the most amount of people. Yeah, we've been very happy with how you've handled new stuff for the old game yeah i mean the fact that i'm still using pieces and parts of my old game maybe even more so than the newer parts is much appreciated mm -hmm. yeah exactly um because that's it the conan board game is freaking huge now man yeah which and we haven't even mentioned red nails is coming i mean guys i've seen new art i've seen art and sculptures of the dragon mm -hmm. i've seen all of the um the stuff in uh God, how do you say Zuckdal? Is that yeah. how we say it? I think it's Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, yeah. yeah. So we are constantly having these goddamn X names, right? So right. when we're when we're talking about it, but Red Nails is coming soon. Do you anticipate that Monolith might go the route of producing, you know, if you're doing Red Nails, mm-hmm. let's say one of my favorite stores is Beyond the Black River. I mean, could you produce, see yourselves producing something that's specific to that story? I mean, we did like you look at the core game, most of it's in there. Yeah, All the picks, the giant snake, Zogar Sag. Like yeah. Yeah. we have plumbed the depth. The one thing there's I mean, but story. you're you're specifically targeting red nails. Are you going to recreate the story? Uh in part. Some of okay. it will be some of it will be adaptation and some of it will be more so sequels, prequels, that kind of thing. And then using those assets um okay. for other sort of adventures. Mm-hmm. We were pretty clever about how we how we build those narratives without stomping all over Howard. Um, yeah. And in some cases adapting an actual yeah. scenario, all like, right. Oh, you have to kill the dragon. So now you need the apples of Turketa and then you need to, to make the spear and you fight him from the cliff. And so, you know, we're trying to put those things in where we can. Um, yeah. Red nails is also a big project. I'm thinking June is the likely time you're going to see that. Mm-hmm. As in like um, a Kickstarter or available for yeah, purchase? As a, as a Kickstarter. Okay. Um, and there are some really, uh, we mentioned already that we're going to do some Frazetta Conan stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which I've seen the miniatures for that and they are dope. Okay. Now uh, I have a question from all of us. I'm speaking not as a fellow podcaster, as a fellow rogue. I'm speaking as a gamer mm-hmm. and I am speaking to Monolith and I am speaking for the other gamers. When's that store coming out? Oh, uh, should be January, February tops. They prolonged it because it's it's pretty much ready. 
is my understanding. It's mm-hmm. just um, they didn't want to launch right during Christmas because then holiday right. shipping, awful. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we don't want to get any mess there. So I suspect you'll see it uh, probably in January, potentially February, only because um, Orc Quest is coming out January 9th, I think. Um, so during that I don't know if we'll do it during the launch of that campaign or right after, okay. but it is coming. I promise you. Um, and there will be all kinds of cool stuff you can acquire. We are holding you to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, um, we, we also talked a lot about wanting to do some like web store exclusive stuff. So, you know, rather than just having like to wait for Kickstarters for a year, um, hopefully maybe thinking ahead, producing some stuff and being like, Hey, here's an exclusive, you know, whatever we'll sell for uh you know in the web store we'll have to wait and see there's also a new uh issue of the overlord out i saw that is, yeah so it's digital now um i think we'll stick to that model i honestly think that's the smartest way to do it um sure makes sense yeah i mean the shipping shipping alone now is so expensive and unpredictable yeah. that yep. a thing that you can do digitally do it and then people yeah. can use lulu or whatever they want to yeah, print it themselves right. mm-hmm. yeah Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So that's a, uh, that's a lot of the stuff I'm involved in. I got, I've got my work cut out for me yeah. um, for honestly years at this point. Yeah. And so as, exciting. as we try to maybe close in on wrapping it up, Logan, what are you looking forward to in 2023? God, I don't know. I have I, I literally have nothing. I, I don't know what I'm looking forward to <laughs> tell you the truth. Hey, uh, you know what? Yeah, if life bleak. comes at yeah, no, yeah, no, that's, He's just going to be excited when something fun does come up. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I just don't. There's nothing particularly. I'm not a huge gamer. I don't own the board game anymore. Um, I barely play video games. I, I movies. I haven't seen a movie in theaters since. Yeah, me either. <laughs> since I, don't I think even the, remember. North, the Northman, I think, was one of no, Mish, uh, uh, Maverick. That was the last. Oh line. yeah, Top Gun Maverick, yeah. which was totally worth it. By the yeah. way, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so I don't know. I just kind of let it come as it as a will. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, there's, there's doing, nothing wrong with that. You're not doing yeah. Jaws, Jaws Resurrection for Steven <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, does the new Indiana Jones movie come out in 2023? Is it? I think, so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. it. James Mangold makes good movies. Um, I'm hesitant to see what how much Disney meddled because I think it'll be obvious. Um, but. <laughs> But James Mangold makes good movies. Other than that, um, yeah, that's about where I'm at. Okay, you got some Indiana Jones, maybe. Uh, yeah, excitement in the future. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of things. I always look forward to things. I mean, I am looking forward to all my regular things that I'm doing, like Gen Con and game conventions and stuff like that. But most, like number one on my radar right now is early March. Will be the the delivery of my first grandchild all right congratulations yes and i think a lot of my attention is going to be taken away from a lot of my gaming and stuff and i hope not the podcast too much but uh but uh i think i'm going to be focusing a lot on that little grandbaby sure you gotta you gotta do it man you gotta do it yep i'm gonna teach her her how to play cool games and read cool books and stuff like that (laughs) maybe not exciting you know zero years old but yeah and if not, <laughs> put Batman in it. 
There you go. <laughs> Put Batman in it. It'll fix everything. Yeah. But I'm also uh, uh, getting, I think this month, not this month, January, I think I mentioned it last time. I start my sword training. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, my dogs Very are going deep. off. I'm guessing that someone's here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it. Um, we do um, this year, ideally in June or July, like last time, we will have our second rogues in the house presents books you're you're reading my mind here logan okay good good. yeah so that's that's the thing i wanted to add was that like uh, something i want to throw out to the people if we may yeah so i think june is probably a good area um we've already got some authors on board and even some stories came in and yeah um we've got a good little nest egg of cash we'll do to commission a cover and make sure things are tight um i want to know do you think that we should call it so we have a book of blades was the first release should it be a book of blades volume two maybe volume two with a colon and something else right it's like some other subtitle or should it be something completely different a book of uh vile sorcery was one that's, i bandied that's around what we've been playing with yeah or a book of eldritch sorcery or you know if you've got some name suggestions or some uh fire them at us hit us up on uh, social media or more of the are more of the stories going to be sorcery related that was kind of what i was thinking but i mean honestly sword and sorcery has to have it has to have both right it's got to have yeah melee and uh some kind of sorcery so i don't so last time basically we just asked the people that we like as writers and as individuals and they produced and we put it in and Mm -hmm. i like that approach me too. Um, it gives them freedom. I don't got to worry about it. I trust them. I trust their taste for the most part. Looking at you, Chuck. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I love Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think too, that approach, um, what I just say is send us an awesome story, right? Give yeah. us a wicked story. And that's why we also will take reprints from certain people too, because the aim really is to give uh, readers a sample package of what's happening in sword and sorcery or has been happening over the last few years. And to then say, Oh, I like this author. Maybe I'll check other things out. And so, yeah, the other book was a big success. Um, We're really happy with it. Send some more reviews on Amazon, please. God do it. Reviews are evidently it's like pulling teeth. Reviews. I get it. I get it, man. Everyone's, everyone's so distracted and occupied and even screen time is, you know, you don't have a million hours to do everything. So, yeah. But yeah. That's what's going on for rogues in the house in uh, 2023. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, chime in, talk to us, yeah. send yeah. messages, say hi. Speaking of messages, I have to point out, I mean, there's two, uh, two of our listeners who send me a lot of messages and I enjoy the messages and we respond back and forth. Um, both of them are, are from the complete opposite side of the country. Brent partner and Ricardo ball. Oh yeah. And they send me some cool stuff on Facebook messenger and stuff like that. I appreciate it. So I'm just giving them a shout out. Yeah. I always like the, uh, it's always nice to hear from people who dig what you do. Like sometimes I'll read, you know, comments like, Oh man, I love this podcast, blah, blah, blah. Just a total stranger. I don't know who you are. And, uh, I don't know. That's awesome to hear. I mean, really this is, we do this because we enjoy it and, uh, we're glad you dig it too. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, that's it for 2022 for real this time for real <laughs> this time <laughs> i gotta clean up this basement i got games to test and to write and uh i gotta make sure my basement's a good office for me to work in because right now it is crazy dean would 
you would be really mad at me. <laughs> a place for everything and everything in its place, young man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to clean yeah. out my office space. It's kind of like Chanel's preschool storage place too. Oh, yeah. So. And it feels so good once you get it done. So, hey, yeah. new year coming up, folks. Mary Kondo that. Clear clear the clutter. Uh, if you're one of those people who really loves Jordan Peterson, <laughs> which I don't for the record, clean up your room, bucko. Isn't that what he says? Yeah. That's <laughs> how so you be a man or something. I don't know. That's cool. Even uh, happy, happy new year to Jordan yeah. Peterson fans, too. Um, <laughs> this has been Rogues in the House signing off for the year 2022 and may your swords always remain sharp.